You're listening to the Geek and Glitter podcast, where we talk all things geeky, from fashion to lifestyle. San Diego Comic-Con is officially canceled. We'll dive into our thoughts and what this means for the geek community. The Siege of Mandalore story arc has begun in Clone Wars, and it's probably the best episode of the season so far. And Disneyland may not open until June or August. The movie couples Dustin Zaney guest hosts on this episode to talk all this and more. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back. Happy Monday and this is episode 31 of the Geek and Glitter podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Lee, and I am joined today by the movie couple slash my husband, (laughs) Dustin Zaney. Hey guys, how's it going? Oh my gosh. So a quick general catch up. We've been, I feel like you and I, it's kind of weird to do like a general catch up with you and me. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's really weird because it's kind of like we kind of have the same things back. I mean, it's kind of like, well, tell me about your day. Well, you were with me the whole day. (laughs) Tell me about your month. Uh, You know, um, I'm pretty sure you're up to date on everything. Yeah, because we've literally been quarantined for just a little over a month together. Mm -hmm. Not quarantined because neither of us have shown any symptoms luckily yes but um we are adhering to the stay-at-home order here in la county it's probably the better way to put it yeah true (laughs) and you know what you just don't want to go out you may when you Mm -mm. want to you kind of want to hunker down and you know we live in a little two-bedroom two-bath apartment so (laughs) it's one of those things that you're like i'm not that i'm not ever that far away from you it's kind of like where's wendy hun and i can i can find you no matter where yeah, it's it's really funny, um, but I guess we can catch you guys up because it's been a while since you guys have ha- uh, heard Dustin on the show. So we've actually ventured out recently to the stores. I feel like it's an ordeal to go it to the is. stores. I have to admit, I mean, just going out and getting like the basic errands done. And by the time you come home and clean everything down and wipe <laughs> yourself down and pretty much go through that entire hazmat suit cleanse kind of a thing, <laughs> it, you're like, that's it. I don't want to do anything. I'm going to go into my little corner and I'm going to watch YouTube. Yeah, watch some cheerful, uh, you know, kind of like senseless, not senseless, but just cheerful, fun videos that are Mm -hmm. very lighthearted to kind of distract yourself because it is an ordeal. Like, you know, the stores that we choose to go to generally are smaller stores, not like a Ralph's or a Vaughn's. So eventually we're going to have to, I'm pretty sure, um, for toilet paper and paper towels because we didn't like super stock up when all this happened. I did get out and get some, Mm -hmm. but I didn't overbuy because I was like, well, I mean, I'll just like, there's not going to be a short on paper towels or but apparently there are because people <laughs> continue to thought? buy them like crazy in the next big <laughs> worldwide disaster everyone's got the new the new um currency is going to be paper towers and toilet paper i'll trade you two squares for that fillet <laughs> of fish <laughs> so uh that's what we've been doing we've been trying to you know watch a lot of content one of the things that we have been doing um is focusing a lot on our uh joint youtube channel which is mm-hmm. called the movie couple if you are aware of us it's we talk movie reviews we do a lot of trailer reactions and reviews we do some vlogs. We had a th- really cute thing called a movie couple eats when we used to, you know, mm-hmm. travel to various like LA spots with cool food and, you know, or at least like aesthetically cool looking food. And 
We don't really do that right now. Can't really do that right now. <laughs> no, so that's we'll have to shift to like a home edition. Uh, we since we just went shopping, there is some new supplies here at home. So maybe yeah. movie couple cooks at home. <laughs> so <laughs> at maybe home. we'll be doing that. Another thing that we've been watching, where I kind of forced Dustin to watch hmm. a couple of YouTube videos, is um, ABC slash Disney did a uh, family sing-along show with a lot of the singers, actors from their various properties. Uh, and uh, they but did kind of like a... Uh, a lot of um, hip-hop stars, yeah. too. Uh-huh. Uh, pop stars. Yes. Uh, you know, you know um, Ariana, Ariana Grande, Grande was in there. And I, I have to admit, I was impressed with her rendition. Yeah, so it's called the Disney Family Sing-Along. You can find it now on YouTube if you don't have cable or if you didn't catch it. But it was... It was, it's very cute. It's kind of weird still because it's not a live performance. You know, it's everybody performing from home. Yeah. But Ariana Grande brought it because she sang from Hercules, I Won't Say I'm in Love, which is mm-hmm. a song famously first sung by uh, Susan Egan, who played Megara and later went on to play Belle on Broadway. But Ariana, like she not only filmed herself singing the part of Meg, mm-hmm. she also filmed herself singing all five or six of the muses parts and like she even dressed up uh in, to make sure it looked different like she had a purple top on for meg and she had like a grayish mm-hmm. top on for the for the muses and it was probably my favorite performance out of everything i saw yeah and to think that you know you kind of have to record yourself singing each part of that song and then like okay now i have to go back and now now i'm doing this part of the song and then okay now i've done this part so now you got to go back and record this part of the song yeah and i'm like that is impressive but what was it the guy from glee oh darren chris he did um the king louis suit i want to be just like you Mm -hmm. but he did the he did the instrument he was playing the music he was doing the bass it was truly kind of like um a one-man band and i was just like all right that that shows some that shows some really good talent the fact that you know it's not it's not just that you're a singer it's not the fact that you can just play guitar you can also do this and you can put together the entire orchestra so to speak and it's just it was very impressive I really enjoyed watching almost all of them I feel like I couldn't find like all of them on there um because you have to like really search YouTube because I was trying to find the Beyonce one and she just wasn't popping up in my search until I finally found it and it was a beautiful rendition of When You Wish Upon a Star so that's oh, yeah it, it's, it's uh it, it's so good we can we can always rewatch it if you're curious okay well, you know maybe I mean there's also the times that you know you're like oh but I'm watching this but come and see this and I'm like and then you're like and then you go over there and then you watch some of it and you're like oh I kind of want to go back and watch that the other thing that I was watching. Yeah. Because, you know, you start kind of channel hopping from mm-hmm. YouTube to Netflix to whatever is out there because there's so much stuff out there now. Yeah, there is a lot of content. And I feel like whenever I'm starting to kind of, uh, you know, browse and go down that rabbit hole that we know as YouTube, <laughs> um, I click on more of it. Before, it was food videos. I don't click on those anymore because mm-hmm. then I get hungry and then I want to make things that I don't have access to. But... Um, this means a lot more of my clicks and searches go to the route of K-pop. Mm. And all I watch is K-pop videos. <laughs> There's new Monster X uh, music video. And I'm just like, I'm living, I've watched it four times. It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> well, you try to find things that make you happy, excited, and kind of forget about the outside world. Yeah. And K-pop is one of those because mm-hmm. their their video production in itself is really fantastic. 
Um, another one thing I want to announce before we dive into our topics today, which we will be talking about shortly, we got our first voicemail. Yeah. And this voicemail comes from listener Taymor, and we're going to listen to it right now. Hi, Wendy. This is Taymor from New York. Hope you and your family are safe and doing well. I discovered your podcast on Grace and Alicia Have Lives, where I'd hear your calls every so often and enjoyed them very much. I recently found out that they aren't doing their podcast anymore, but I'm glad to know that your podcast is going strong and have that to look forward to on Mondays. I went back and listened to all your previous episodes and keeping up with the current ones. I especially enjoyed yesterday's episode with Savannah when she talked about how to best use your time while working from home. I subscribed to her podcast feed and listened to episode 3 and learned a lot more. My question to you is, with all the content out there, how do you prioritize slash manage all the content you want slash need to listen or watch. This content can, can include YouTube shows, TV shows, movies, podcasts, etc. Love to hear your thoughts. Keep up the great work. Much love to you and your fam. Stay safe out there. Oh my gosh, Tamor, what a nice voicemail. Thank you so much for leaving us a voicemail. Um, I, I love being able to hear the listener's voice because, you know, sometimes you get the comments, um, whether it's via social media or an email and, and you, you don't, it, it's nice to hear the tone and, yeah. and, you know, kind of. And that's honestly something that I always have had a really hard time about. Anytime that I'm writing like a comment or a text message, I'm always like, does this express the right tone? I'm trying to get this kind of mood across. But when you leave a voice message, it's a lot easier to be able to tell, you know, your sincerity, to be able to tell, you know, the fact that, hey, I really appreciate your channel. And that really came through in the voicemail. Oh, it was so nice. Bless you, Tabor. Thank you for sending that in. And I'm glad that you found this podcast via um, Grace and Alicia Have Lives podcast, which I was a major fan of as well. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying this because they're my friends <laughs> and I love them dearly. It's because I genuinely loved their content. They are two of the funniest ladies I know. And the two of them combined together, like with their personalities, it's just always mm -hmm. hilarious. Like I'm never not laughing with them. So I am also sad that they um, have uh, stopped their podcast, but I hope uh, everyone who's listening, um, and this includes you, Tamor, if you, want to continue to support them just you know follow them on their social media see what their next endeavor is i'm sure they will continue to deliver fun fantastic awesome content on that thank you for following savannah's podcast she is really a fantastic podcaster her voice is super soothing and it's a very calming type of a podcast and i do put her podcast on when i'm doing dishes or I feel like I need to calm down. Mm -hmm. uh, Savannah's voice does that for me. And Savannah, <laughs> if you're listening, sorry, this is weirding you out. But I think <laughs> but I think you already know this. So thank you, Taymor, for supporting her. And you can find Savannah on The Working Diva. And also she has um, The Dorky Diva Show with Brian. And they talk uh, not just Star Wars, but a lot of Star Wars and other geeky things too. <laughs> um, and as far as to answer your question is about how we consume content and how we decide which one we kind of want to prioritize as far as you know since we're doing podcasts and youtube videos um we just try first what piques our interest the most obviously the newer yeah. content the fresh content is what people if you want to think of in ways of getting people to listen to you and driving traffic to your um programs you kind of want to be in the now so Let's take for an example um, the Clone Wars 
a lot of people are watching right now because the final season and the final arc um, is is has gotten really really good. Mm-hmm. What we do in the shadow season two has just come back, so people tend to look for those. But now we're also in the time of quarantine, so it's a good time for everybody to kind of visit the properties they haven't visited before. So as far as in prioritizing, you what we do is we want to kind of go for what we feel passionate about most and what will drive us to want to have a conversation, whether it's in a podcast or in a YouTube video. And that's kind of how we prioritize. Something that can be engaging in conversation, something that we can talk to our, our viewers and listeners about. And that's kind of how we do it. Yeah, I'd have to say that's one of the biggest factors is, I mean, first of all, we have to, we have to be interested in it mm-hmm. because our viewers are going to know when you're talking about it and you're there. And if you're just kind of doing it just because it's kind of the popular thing to do, they're going to tell that you're really not interested in it. However, there also has to be, I mean, for us to start prioritizing a lot of the things that we do, there we can have a super high interest in something, but if there's really not that kind of attraction from our listeners or from our viewers, we're probably going to take something that we might be a little bit less super excited about. And other people are ex- super excited about it as well. It's kind of like a, a little a scale, balance, a little balance and scale back and forth. So I mean, because yeah. there's just so much material out there, mm-hmm. so many different YouTube shows, so many different Netflix shows, so many different things coming out on Disney, and you know, it's nearly impossible to keep up with all of it. So you really kind of have to steer yourself first by yourself. So following your heart, following what you're interested in, following your passions, because that's a part of what people want to hear and see. Yeah. They don't want to hear just some guy who Regurg- has no- Regurgitating some sort of news that you can read on any website. Yeah, exactly. They want to hear what your personal thoughts are because they have that personal investment in watching you and your show. So they're like, oh, I wonder what uh, Dustin and Wendy think about this or what, what was their reaction to this video or trailer? kind of a thing yeah because yeah it's very much a personal connection kind of a thing yeah and that just gives you a little bit more uh ability to to kind of talk freely on on something when you're passionate about um so thank you so much tamor for that fantastic question thank you for listening and hope you're staying safe uh you and your family are staying safe we are doing the best we can on our end just washing our hands a lot and then (laughs) lotion and repeat (laughs) Um, if you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can simply go to the Anchor FM uh, app and do it there. There's a little button. So if you just look for Geek and Glitter uh, on the Anchor app, or I think they're on, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, you can just click on the show notes and, and there's a link that'll lead you to it. And it's absolutely free um, to download the Anchor app if you want to. And I don't even believe you have to download the Anchor app in order to leave a voicemail, but I could be wrong because I have the Anchor app. And every time I've I've left a voicemail for Savannah, not for Savannah, sorry, for Grace and Alicia, it's always been on the app. So it's super easy, super fast. And you can kind of preview and go back and kind of uh, listen to what you left. And if there's something you didn't like, you can go back and just change it up. Oh, that's nice. If you're not a perfectionist like (laughs) like me, because the very first time I left them a voicemail, I recorded it like three times. And I'm like, (sighs) Seriously, these are my friends. What am I doing? They're not going to judge me. <laughs> but you still, if they put your voice on air, it's kind of like, I want to make sure that I sound like my thoughts are cohesive. Yeah. And that I'm trying to make my point. Yeah. Without and, rambling. And the first time I re-recorded it was because I, li- I actually lost my train of thought. 
<laughs> and I was like, what was I saying? Okay, I better stop this and start over. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and dive into our uh, main topics today. And we're going to start off with a couple of our geek fashion topics. We have a new droid mouse ears from Ashley Eckstein slash her universe. And she designed this for the Disney parks. And this is a part of the Disney parks d- designer uh, collection. So this isn't one that you can just pick up like... If you go to a Disney store or if you go to the Disney parks, you can't just pull off the rack. Like these are like inside boxes. I would say they're a little bit more prestigious because these are, they're priced at a much higher price because they are designer items. So um, this one is listed at 76 USD and it's, it is limited. It's very cute. Now I had no idea that this pair was coming until I saw the Facebook post by Shop Disney because normally when a designer collection is about to drop, they do a lot of promos um, to just to let people know that these are going to be available. I literally saw the day before, didn't really think about it. And then the next day it was like sold out. Oh, really? Very quickly. Uh, wait, wait, wait. When did these actually go up for sale? So they went up for sale. I got to refer to the website. Hang on one second. Uh, I think they went up for sale on, let's see. So these years went up for sale on April 17th, and it was announced on the Shop Disney Facebook page on April 16th. And these are super cute. It's very droid centric mm-hmm. it has um, r2d2 on the right ear it has bb8 on the left ear and uh, they're kind of plushy ears so it's not just a flat piece of fabric it's actually like stuffed and it's it looks oh. squishy it looks soft and comfy very very i'm sorry i said that wrong it is bb8 on the right ear and r2d2 on the left ear and then and c3po in the, in the middle with like I a thought that metal was cute bow yeah when they actually had c because of course you have you tur- you two your two round door droids as the ear cute. but having c3po as the bow i think is really cute yeah and i feel like c3po because he is kind of more of that rigid personality uh <laughs> you know being especially in, in like a bow tie <laughs> exactly so i thought that that fit perfectly um and it's this one's like got some dimensions to it because they have um, gem studs decorating the droids. And also on the back of each respective droid, the word beep and beep boop, kind of basically the sounds that droids make is <laughs> listed uh, on on the back of the ears. And the Her Universe uh, branding, the lettering, it's actually embroidered on the band in gold. And then the band also has a non-slip um, lining. So it doesn't, you know... If you have very fine hair or something like that, these should actually stick, you know, on your head pretty well. And they come in this fancy box. It sits in like this like velvet type of lining. It's very, very prestigious, very, very cool looking. I just had no idea that it was coming. And even Ashley Eckstein said it on her Instagram. She was shocked that by the time she woke up on the day of release, they were gone. Sold out. Well, you know, you do have some pretty... You know, rabid fans when it comes to Disney and when it Star comes to Wars. Star Wars, and now you've and combined her universe. the two and her universe. And I have to admit, these are pretty cute. They are you know? super cute. And if they're limited edition, when you're going to be guaranteed that when you can go back to the parks, 
that you're going to be like one of the only people probably wearing them and everyone's yeah. going to be like, oh my gosh, those are so cute. Did you make them? No, I got them. They were special <laughs> edition. Yeah. And they are those kind of Mickey uh, mini ears. Yeah, they're like a collector's item, essentially. Mm-hmm. I know people that, that decorate, they have rooms in their houses that are decorated on the walls. Like they put little pins mm-hmm. up so they, they can put their mouse ears on display on the wall. So in, instead of wall art, they have ear art. And it's super cute. One of the things that I found really weird and interesting um, on the Shop Disney website when I was looking this up, because I was like, I mean, right now I can't afford a pair. $78 could easily go to groceries or something else. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to watch our finances a little bit more responsibly. But, you know, I think it's great for the people who have the means to uh, get one of these pair of ears. They should have them. Anything that can bring you joy right now. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, if it bring, <laughs> Marie Kondo would approve. And if you want a pair of these ears, you and you you know, you were able to get them. Congratulations. I, I think they look super cute. I can't wait to go back to the Disney parks and see people with these on their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting was on the Shop Disney website, they set a quantity limit of 10 per customer. Really? I think Who's- 10 is high because I think that opens up the um the opportunity for the resellers to buy them, resell them on eBay at a much higher price and therefore forcing people who really were looking forward to these, saved up maybe $100 to get them because they were unsure of the price and now they go on the website, they can't even get one for their kid or for somebody's birthday. Yeah. And I honestly, I didn't like seeing that on the website. I thought a limit should be maybe two. Yeah. Honestly, I agree with that too because I think it's such it's kind of a sleazy thing to do to buy not not the quantity but the resale part yeah the resale Mm -hmm. part um now if you actually have a license with disney and you're actually doing that to um make money i mean not judging but i i mean i really think it's when i mean disney wants these to be in the hands of as many people as possible and by having it where someone can buy 10 of them i just think I mean, what are they doing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, you know, I, I don't think so. This is not the first pair of mouse ears that Ashley Eckstein has designed under the brand under the the um, the banner or the brand of her universe. The first pair she did was the Leia buns ones. Oh, yeah. So they're little like velvety swirls hair bun and they have a white sequins bow um, in the middle and have Leia's kind of like belt heart tool as a decor. And those, um, I don't, well, situation, yeah, those are the ones. Essence looking at them right now. And if you want to see photos of these, you can go to the Geek and Glitter website. And I'll list the link in the show notes as well so you guys can have some visual accompaniment to this topic. But when those released, it was during D23 last year. Mm-hmm. So I am not sure about the quantity then, but I remember those being sold out pretty quickly. And then when we visited the park months later, I would still see some available at various stores in the park. So the fact that these are sold out currently, I don't know if they will restock, um, but I feel like the limit of 10, maybe Shop Disney bumped it up because they want to ensure sale. Oh, yeah, And true. if you limit two, and they know, they know finances are t- kind of tough for everybody at this point. So maybe that was the reasoning, but I'm still not completely, I don't know. I, I have a... Not well, so great feeling on that quantity also, of ten. I also think it's one of the. It's also the era that we're in at this moment. You know, we have such a disdain for people who did um, what is that called hoarding. 
you know, mm-hmm. that went out and bought all the all the N95 masks, <laughs> all the toilet paper, yeah. all the paper towels. So right now, that culture and that way of living, of going out and like buying a lot of Disney stuff, knowing that you can turn around and sell it for more, mm-hmm. has a bad taste in people's mouth. I think in a normal society, in a normal place, we're kind of like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's only 10 of them. Right. But... Now, at this moment in time, we're all kind of prickly about it. And also at the same time, let's just say people are, the the, the people who bought a quantity of 10 at once, right? And they sold all 10, they resold all 10 uh, on eBay or other websites for double the price. Let's just say that they do that, right? Yeah, so it'd be like Who do you think bucks. is paying that right now? 150 in, bucks? In the middle of this pandemic, mm-hmm. who who is willingly, like, as a reseller, I would carefully rethink how much... I, you know, because you, you resell to make a profit. Some people, this is how oh, they yeah. make their living. And if that's what you do, you do you. Uh, you guys know my opinion on it already. I don't, I don't, I don't love it, but I also, you know, like if this is the way you make a living, then that's the way you make a living. Because um, it's not illegal. Yeah. No, it's true, just some true. people frown upon it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some, some don't. But right now, who is going to pay $150 for mouse ears? Yeah, true. I mean... When you can't even go to the park and celebrate with them on right now. You know, it's just a weird time. So I have... I love the ears. They're super cute. They're super plushy. I want to, like, touch them and squish them. <laughs> um, but that those are our thoughts on that. Do you have any other thoughts on these ears? No, I think they're really cute. Um, Ashley's always brought out really cute stuff. Um, just not even just the ears, but the different dresses that she's done and all the stuff she's done through her universe are really cute things. Really cute things. always worth talking about. And we're also going to talk about another, uh, this is like turning into a Disney episode, but (laughs) Disney, Shop Disney also released, and this is a monthly thing that they've been doing. It's called Minnie the Main Attraction. And basically is they use Minnie Mouse as their main forewoman in these designs. Four mouse? Four? Mm. Sure. (laughs) That didn't work. Um, And basically they are designing um, merchandise around Minnie and a main attraction from Disneyland, one of the Disney parks. So we've seen um, it done in theme of uh, Space Mountain, Mm -hmm. in Small World, which was recent. I think that's actually the April one, which Mm -hmm. is very cute. The most colorful one by far, I think. Um, The the Matt Tea Party was February's. Mm -hmm. So they actually Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, was March. Yes, thank you. Um, that's the one I forgot because that that for me was a lackluster yeah, collection. My opinion. <laughs> this month's is the Tiki Room, right? Uh, for May. Oh, for May. They're okay. doing a preview for May. It's the Tiki Room, and I find it so funny because the Tiki Room has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes Dustin and I, when we go to the parks and our legs are tired, we decide we want to just go sit in the Tiki Room for <laughs> for the next fifteen minutes and then get in line for Dole Whip or something like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which we have to try that rest. Yes, Disney has released various recipes for their churro bites, Dole Whip, uh, Jack Jack's cookie from Mm -hmm. Disney's California Adventure. So we actually have the ingredients to make the Dole Whip and we are going to try it. I can't wait. Um, But for the May one, they themed it around Tiki Room. And I actually, I don't love the Tiki Room. I I appreciate it for what it is because it's, it's one of the OG attractions at Disneyland and I think it's like super cute super endearing I just like by choice I don't kind of sit through it because like it's just older yeah 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 yeah. and stuff like that but I I like that people 
but it really you know, is kind of like a piece of history. Yeah, so that's it. why you appreciate it if you're a Disney fan. And so in this collection, they always have a mini plush, a pair of ears, a mug, pins, and a bag. And I love the design on this. It's very tr- obviously it's tiki, so it's very mm-hmm. tropical. It's in this gorgeous like sage green, seafoam green, if you will. Um, and I think it's funny because it's like one of out of all the collections that they have um, collaborated on so far. This would be my like least anticipated collection, but it turns out to be probably one of my favorites so far. <laughs> I love it. I think the ears are super cute. On the ears, you have these tropical prints with leaves and orange flowers, and the lining of the ears is looks like bamboo. And there's a little like it looks like an orchid or a hibiscus um, that's in the center. That's bright yellow, and it's something I would actually purchase and wear. Yeah, I really like. The design that they did for the bow on both the uh, mini ears and for the mini plush because it is a it is a tropical leaf. It's a, oh oh that's cute. Okay, and I can't zoom I in. I so, also ah. really like the pin that she has on the plush on the um, bow on the bow of the plush. Yes. So and then what is it? Her dress is also very kind of like Hawaiian. Yeah, it's very it's very tropical, and I like the one off shoulder thing. It looks mm-hmm. like Minnie's on vacation. She's ready to like you know, go lay on the beach, collect some seashells or something, <laughs> or sit in the tiki room. I I like almost everything from this collection. I love the the lounge fly bag. I think it's it's very much in theme. It's the same tropical print. I love the pins, the ears, and the mini plush. I'm less enthusiastic about the the. The mug, like I get it. I just like. Mm, it also it's looks not like that a mug special. that might tip over very, very easily. Because it's got a, he- it looks a little top heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the design too is just, it doesn't. I would have just rather instead of the giant bow that kind of takes center stage on this mug, I would have rather just an overall tropical print, with like a mini, you know, a smaller mini on it. But this collection is available on May sixteenth. At 7 a.m. PT, if you guys are interested in collecting many of the main uh, attraction stuff. So this is, uh, yeah, Series 5 of 12. So we'll get one new one every month, which is exciting. And also, hashtag not sponsored. This, what I said just now sounded like a sponsored thing. Like, go get this now. <laughs> I don't get any. There's there's zero affiliated anything uh, when we talk about it on the podcast. So uh, don't, don't think that there's, like, any sort of affiliated link to click on because... That, that ain't it. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and dive into our main topics. And we're going to talk about Clone Wars Episode 9, Old Friends Not Forgotten. Now, Dustin and I have essentially talked this topic to death because we've talked yes, about it. Yes, we have. <laughs> on the live stream, we've talked about it uh, on our YouTube channel. I will link um, a uh, the video in the show notes if you guys want to listen to our thoughts. But just to quickly kind of recap it, we... Love this episode. This is the beginning of the story arc of the mm-hmm. Siege of Mandalore. We get to see Ahsoka Tano and Anakin Skywalker finally meet again. Oh my gosh, this was such an amazing... Uh, everything about this episode was amazingly perfect. I mean, the emotion, the animation, the action, the dialogue, everything was just... This is like Dave Filoni bringing his <laughs> A-game for the farewell to Clone Wars. This, this is, these last four episodes just seem like it's Dave Filoni being like, this is me saying goodbye to my child that is going off to college, so oh, to speak. Wow. 
So he's like, all right, it's time for you to go out into the world, little Clone Wars. Here's your ending, and it's going to be so spectacular. The perfect send-off. Um, yeah, because... The last Clone Wars episode before season seven was Ahsoka essentially walking, one of the last ones anyways, was Ahsoka walking away from Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And we, for a long time, we didn't know what happened with her until we saw her surface again in Rebels. And she even said to Ezra and Kanan, she said, well, the last time I saw them, he was was, uh, running off to save the the Chancellor. And you know what happens right after that because then we kind of fall into the uh, Revenge of the Sith storyline mm-hmm. and we get to... So well, this probably means we're going to see the execution of Order 66. Yes. And now we know... The, oh, I hope so. Now we know, yeah, and the parallel between what happened, what we saw in the movie, what we saw, what we're going to see again in animation mm-hmm. and what what Ahsoka and Rex do in order to survive this. Yeah. And from what I have seen and read is the fact that this episode takes place one hour one hour right. before the start of revenge of the sith oh my god so chills. It is, we're going to be knowing what's going on in another part of the galaxy because we're going to be watching ahsoka and the assault on Ma- the siege on mandalore but at the same time we know that this is the beginning of what's going on in um um during revenge of the sith so we know these two big events are happening at the same time it's unbelievable, and I have never wanted to pop in the DVD of Revenge of the Sith more mm-hmm. than nope. right now. And nope. very true. Uh, very opposite of some of the people who have been on this podcast. I don't love the preview, the the prequels. I think they're all right, no. but and and I own all the DVDs, and I've yeah. also you know spent the money to watch them in theaters because I'm a fan. And I want to show my support in that way, but I haven't voluntarily um, watched the prequels. But this storyline and these epi- this this past episode has really kind of excited me to watch it just just yeah. to know what is to come and kind of to see it all play and to out. Refresh your memory, kind of a thing. Yeah, because it's like oh, I I remember watching it. I kind of think this and this happened, but overall, you're kind of like I don't remember all of the finer details. Of the ep- uh, of the movie, so I have to go back and refresh my um, refresh my memory. Exactly, and we are so excited for next Friday's episode, or should I say this Friday's episode? Because this you guys Friday? are listening to us on a Monday, where we're gonna see Ahsoka and Maul duel it out. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where I mean, this episode uh, left us on a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, I thought you were. I mean, what? Where is Kenobi? Oh my God, I was just like, oh. Kenobi. And it's, it's I can hear awesome Sam Witwer saying that line. Because what is that? Just a few days before we saw this episode, we went back to Rebels on Disney Plus mm-hmm. and we rewatched Twin Sons, which is the final confrontation between Maul and Obi Wan Kenobi. And to oh. see to see this, it's oh, I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, the the fight, though short, absolutely fantastic. It showcases uh, Obi Wan. As far as, you know, where his mindset is this time facing Maul and mm-hmm. where Maul is and and when Maul said, is he the chosen one? Oh, my oh. God, chills. Uh, sorry, we're getting a little bit off rails here, but we are so looking forward to the next episode. The next three episodes. The next three episodes. The animation for these new ones have been top 
notch and I can't wait I can't wait because this episode already kind of brought us on through a roller coaster of emotions Mm -hmm. while we're watching it so I think the remaining three will do it even more so our next topic San Diego Comic-Con has been officially canceled so this will mark the Uh. first time in 50 years uh, for San Diego Comic-Con being canceled. So it's a sad moment. It's a sad moment. And before we dive into what happened, Dustin and I want to kind of talk about our experience with Comic-Con. I've been going for, you know, whether it's for work or through the movie couple and vice versa, I've been going uh, consistently since 2014 or 15. I can't remember which one was my yeah, first like year. Yeah, the the last four six years uh, five uh, four I want to say five, years. five I want to say five for the years. yeah this would have been the sixth year oh okay I think um so this is insane because going there and working as quote unquote press um when I when I went uh, you know with Collider and kind of helped with interviews and doing some videos for them and actually getting to do a couple of interviews. Just it, and it was very like a last minute, like, hey, you can do this interview, right? And it's like, I am not in a position to say no, <laughs> nor do I want to say no. So I will go ahead and do it. It's just so much fun. Um, it's it's definitely a lot of go go go. Very little sleep, paying very, way too much very money, sleep. <laughs> and paying way too much money for a granola bar that you would have picked up for 99 cents normally mm-hmm. on any other given day five bucks <laughs> it's true it's true or you eat those five 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 dollar hot dogs and you're like i could have gotten this for like three bucks mm-hmm. elsewhere gone to costco and got like a <laughs> buck 62 oh god with a, a soda with with a soda <laughs> with a soda well but i mean it's just the fact and also we also also got so much news out of San Diego Comic-Con. You know, so many big things were always announced there. So even if you didn't go, it was still a big event to actually make sure that you are still covering, that you're still getting those trailer reactions out. So it's always been a busy time of year. But the one, the people that I feel really bad for are the vendors. Yeah. You know, the ones who this is their big money maker for the year it's kind of like you know this is their big this is their big christmas thing you know um time of year for them to yeah. where they are selling the most goods that they have they are making getting the most positive they're getting their names out there they're promoting new material and now that has all just been swept under the rug for them and they're like oh man what are we gonna do yeah really i mean this is this is completely insane because we both love Comic-Con. Dustin actually went for the very first time. Well, no, that's not well, completely no, I've, true. I've been to Comic-Con before. You've gone However, before. it's been like a one-day trip or yes. I was able to spend some time there. You were just lightly exposed to it. Lightly exposed <laughs> to it. But the last, yeah, last year, we did it full on, balls to the wall, yeah, all out, tried to do everything we could, Hall H... So that so was stressful. Ex- that was an experience, kind of a thing. Yeah, and um, it, but it was your first Hall H experience ever, mm-hmm. and that's Very one true. of the things. And it went perfectly. It went insanely well. Can you believe it? We were we sat eight rolls from the stage. Yep. eight rolls. I I I saw. I looked up, and when they announced the Simi Lu. Um, asked Shang Chi. I, I, we sat so close. I was like, oh my god, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to look at the jumbotron. I can just look at him on it stage. It was right in front of you. Yeah, we got really lucky. We had to wake up really early for that, and it was, mm-hmm. it was, it just so happened to, to really worked out perfectly. We sat with our friends, um, other fellow YouTubers, and it was fantastic. And we love it, and we will for sure miss it this year. And 
while we're not sure what Comic-Con's plan is to um, release some of the news, because let's go ahead and talk about how the cancellation is going to affect a lot of people that are involved in Comic-Con. Dustin has already touched on the effect that's going to have on artists and small businesses because mm-hmm. this is usually when they sell the most of their product, getting their name out there, put, maybe get, you know, do some networking. So maybe studios can say, I like your I like your art. Why don't you come and work with us on this project? Who yeah. knows, right? A lot of Cinderella stories can happen at Comic-Con. People gain new fans. For movie studios, this was their way of getting any of their projects out there and they usually do a big showcase marvel oh, yeah. wb um, well, that's, those DC. are for the big guys too. those are the big guys yeah. but there's also a lot of little people who have put so many time so many hours and blood sweat and tears into their small little project mm-hmm. that they're looking for someone to pick up that they're yeah. looking for uh studios to be like oh this is really good kind of a thing yeah. so and it's it's a bummer that you know this is this is this is a big hit for the geek community. It is a huge hit for the community. I feel terrible because Dustin and I have a lot of friends who are small business owners, mm-hmm. um, designers who who you know have their own apparel, their own jewelry, their own X Y Z things that they would have normally gone to push at Comic-Con. And that would have been, like Dustin said, this is kind of like their Christmas. They would have made tons of money, get even you know more traction and, and more fans behind their brands. And now, and, and it's not a thing where, you know, oh, Comic-Con is coming up in a month. Let me go ahead and start planning. Though they start planning probably when the previous <laughs> year's la- Comic-Con ended. We've only got 365 <laughs> more days until the next Comic-Con. We've got to do this. <laughs> and that's exactly how it works. So all that planning, and because of this virus, um, so many people are affected. And we, we're not sure exactly how this is going to plan out if Comic-Con, Comic-Con is planning to do any sort of digital panels and things like that you know at least for that would the be kind of smart entertainment just, news at aspect least try of it. to do something small kind of a thing. yeah and maybe ha- let the vendors you know get a spotlight you know on their main like digital website feed or something like that to push their products that mm-hmm. would be nice and i want to stress really on cool if they almost could do uh-huh. is some form of digital um floor to where you could actually kind of go through artist alley and you would have different artists kind of be like hey if you guys want what we're going to do is put together a virtual floor to where people can go through and kind of just still go by send us some pictures of what your um stand would look like or Mm -hmm. vendor would look like Mm -hmm. and we can put it in there and people can click on your um click on like your website and be able to buy products there yeah and it's interesting that you brought that up because i'm going to pivot really quick away from comic-con because there is um and this this was uh announced a a little while ago but um i think this is in collaboration with collider and legion m and maybe there's another sponsor that i didn't read but uh they are um there they announced virtual fan expo which is essentially what you just talked about where there will be comic book artists, comic books, uh, showcases, whether it's like studio skin. I, I haven't completely read fully the breakdown of, of it all, but this may be the future of cons depending on how everything with this pandemic goes. And I think oh, yeah. this is honestly a really good idea. There's going to be a virtual marketplace. I'm sure there's going to be digital interviews and things like that. So everything that we, it's, it's going to be a little different because you're shopping from your home. Yeah. Um, for me, I like to see for the most part, in my hands what i'm buying yeah um 
I like to 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 you know just to have that like in person <laughs> in person connection with the vendors and stuff like that. But uh, obviously that's not available that, right now. Then so you have to, then you'll settle for the next best thing. Yeah. So virtual fan expo is going to be really interesting. If you're curious about that, you can just go to collider.com and uh, just search uh, there, and you will find all the information you need. And 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 this makes me think that Comic Con, if they weren't already thinking about this. Um, I, I guess it's a good time to start now because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't imagine that they weren't thinking about this already. Um, they, they had to, because I think a lot of eyes were on Comic-Con to see what they were going to do. WonderCon was canceled. T- uh, not TIFF, sorry. Uh, South by Southwest was one of the first things to get canceled. And then uh, various other things such as like the NBA seasons and things like that slowly got canceled. Theme parks closed down. Mm-hmm. So I think as far as um, uh, one of the biggest conventions in the world, San Diego Comic-Con, they really held off. And they, no, they wondered, did. could this work? But it's not just a gathering of 100 or so people. This is thousands not coming from just the U.S., from all over the world. I know people mm-hmm. that save up their entire year's worth saving so they can come to Comic-Con, be able to afford the badge, the hotel, food, travel, and um, merchandise. 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 That's the important keyword because if you don't go to Comic-Con <laughs> to shop at least one day, I don't know. I, I, I buy at least two to three things at the very least yeah. from Comic-Con because they have a lot of exclusives. So, yeah, this is, this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out obviously it's canceled they're not just postponing it it is literally canceled for 2020 the next time we will see comic-con is july 2021 yep it is so weird how just 2020 <laughs> which sounds like a really cool <laughs> year and a really cool milestone how everything now 2020 is just getting slapped down and it's like nope sorry 2020 is going to be a complete wash can i sidebar real quick sure at the very beginning of the this year this we're going to get a little personal at the beginning of this year i looked over and something had happened with us not not between us like marital wise it's just just like a personal conversation between the two of us i said to dustin man i'm already not liking how 2020 is starting and it's only day one of the new year i literally said it just because something happened that i didn't particularly like and it was so personal it had nothing to do with any of the virus it didn't have anything to do with anything political it didn't have anything to do with our jobs or financial situation it was just like a very if you heard, if you heard the actual reason, which I will not say, I will protect <laughs> because it's very personal. But I, it, it's such a kind of like a you can just brush it like, oh God, you're whining about that. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that I said and and everything that has, ha- it's funny that I said that, and it's interesting how everything that has progressively happened since then. If you if I kind of look back uh-huh. and think January, March, and various things that's ha- that has happened, where I'm just kind of like. Man, like I, I really am not into 2020 because even for the new year, we didn't even stay up to bring it in. We're like, all right, we're going to bed. Yeah. No, like, no, that's very true. Is it our fault? It's because we didn't celebrate. We caused the coronavirus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh. Obviously untrue. Uh, obvious because neither one of us have traveled. <laughs> nope. Since 2018. 2018 was a great year for me. That was a fun year. I love 2018. Um, but that's a topic for another day. So while we're talking about San Diego Comic-Con being officially canceled, we're also going to talk about another place that usually hundreds and thousands of people, maybe just thousands, I don't know, hundreds of thousands, right? Mm -hmm. At least tens of thousands of people uh, gather at, yes, uh, and that is Disneyland. So Dustin, prior to this podcast today, uh, to the recording today, watched a very interesting video and 
So to give you a little bit of uh, background, uh, we are in LA County, so the closest Disneyland to us is, well, Disney Parks to us, Mm -hmm. is Disneyland. Now, LA County, our stay-at-home order have been extended to May 15th, so uh, that means that at the earliest that any theme park would have been opened would be May 15th. However, Governor Newsom is basically saying that... um, well, on Go May fifteenth, there's going to be started a limited opening of the economy. Yes. However, he's still going to have a mandate saying that groups of a certain size must still stay under that note. Yes. So even if the size is fifty people, sorry, you can't have more than I mean more than fifty people than at Disneyland. Yeah. So that means you can't open Disneyland. So it's looking like Disneyland at the earliest. It's Disneyland will not open until June, sometime between June, June through August. Yeah, and that's and, and this is not just coming from like us. This is this is what Governor Newsom said, not specifically to Disneyland, but he yes. was speaking about events, kind of like you said, uh, with large events, large gatherings, gatherings, and Disney falls underneath that. So that yeah. even includes concerts mm-hmm. and includes sporting events, sporting events, and this is just because, and his reasoning is because it, until we gain, at least in LA County. Until we gain herd immunity and or a vaccine, large events, um, it it just it just doesn't sound safe because we're mm-hmm. doing our best to here to to flatten the curves. And he also brought up the six indicators for modifying the stay at home home orders, and these are um, basically the in uh, the ability to prevent infection in people who are at risk for more severe COVID-19, the ability of hospital and health systems to handle surges, which is really important, mm-hmm. um, the ability to develop therapeutic to meet the demands, the ability for businesses, schools, and child care facility to support physical distancing, which is hard. Yeah, I mean, hard. schools. I mean, all these classrooms are enclosed. And, and you they know? have, like, in a lot of these classrooms, they have, like, 30 kids in their classroom yeah. that really wasn't designed for more than 25. Right. So all these kids are already crammed in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and the, and the, and the last, uh, criteria that he's looking at is the ability to determine when to reinstitute certain measures, such as stay at home orders if necessary. So, um, you know, I, I, Dustin and I miss Disney land so much. We miss A going lot. just either, whether it's eating the food or just taking pictures, um, or meeting friends there for you know a fun day. We miss it so much, but we also understand that safety is first. Because is it worth to go to Disneyland and then coming home and then two weeks later you are so sick that you have to go to the ER? And we this may be kind of you know f- overdoing it and being a little paranoid. But I think I for me personally, I'd rather err on the side of caution no, and and be safe true. and and just save Disneyland for a later date. I just my my worry is that the current situation with Disney, this means so many of their employees are furloughed. Um and how do you keep your business running? How 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 do the livelihood of Disney is also, you know, you, you think Disney, it's like a major they're making tons of money, Disney Plus and da da da, whatever. Like people, I think, tend to think that big um, studios or big brands like Disney wouldn't fall victim to a pandemic because they have all this money. Mm-hmm. But I think people forget they also spend 
a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and, On, and you know, keeping the park up going, keeping the parks going, all the people there, all the maintenance. I mean, they're still doing construction on stuff that still has to go forward. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's part of an economy. It's part of business is that while, yeah, true, you are raking in a lot of money, you are also still pushing a lot of money out. Yeah. I, I just... uh. When I heard, and it's like, I, I, it's not a surprise if the opening of the parks, any theme parks would be extended, but to actually hear in the video when the uh, narrator said, oh, you know, we may not see the theme parks open until, and when they said the word August, it really hit me. I was like, August, that's more, that's four months away. Mm-hmm. That's so we crazy. have to figure out what we want to do with our season pass. Yes. Dustin and I currently have, uh, we're currently season pass holders. So I believe they've halted, like they've paused our, um, what is that? Our, our payments. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, I think we still have to give them a call and see. Yeah. What, and be like, what Hey, what is that? Cause ours expires May 15th. <laughs> so we, we're kind of like, yeah, we're not going to be going down there anytime soon to renew that. So it's yeah. got to be like, hey, you know what? We, we just want to keep this. We want to keep our um, pass. Yeah. But is there any way that we could um, hold off payments or put it on hold until, you know, you guys are actually opened? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is something we are going to have to. And if you have this is something we're going to have to definitely call and talk to someone about. Um, and rather not assume things. So if you guys are a pass, if you're listening and you are a pass holder, I would suggest you give them a call sooner yes. rather than later and figure it out. Don't wait until it's too late because probably everybody's calling because um, there are a lot of pass holders yep. um, around. So uh, this brings us to the end of the episode. We love to hear what you guys' thoughts are on Disneyland, the date of possibly reopening, not until... August maybe if you have a season pass what your plan is to do with it your thoughts about comic-con being canceled this year and what this may mean for future um, upcoming conventions such as Star Wars Celebration mm -hmm. New York Comic-Con that happens in October let us know you can send us an email at uh, geekandglitter at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail on the anchor.fm app uh, which is for free and uh, you guys if you like this episode make sure you follow us on itunes and spotify make sure you subscribe so you can listen every monday and we are trying to get um more people to listen so if you would kindly leave us a rating and a review it's super easy if you do it on itunes or apple podcast you just click it and there it is and before we end the episode i want to thank dustin so much for coming on the show can you tell hey, everybody no problem did you have fun talking about all the topics? Yeah, Even though some I mean, of them we've talked on before. We've talked some of these to um, at nauseum for a while. It's Clone Wars. It's Clone Wars, <laughs> but I will never get tired of talking about that episode of Clone Wars because it was so good. So good. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Well, you can catch me on YouTube at the Movie Couple channel and on Instagram at SwingKid1981. Yeah, if you uh, enjoy Dustin's takes on uh, the topics we had today, you can find them on the YouTube channel, The Movie Couple. We are trying very hard to find daily to put up daily contents. We are live streaming every Saturday and Wednesday. I don't know why I said that backwards. It should have been Wednesday, Wednesday and Saturday, Saturday. Uh, at 2 p.m. PT. So feel free to come on by and hang out with us. And um, 
thank you so much for your time. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, All no we problem. have is time right now because we're, we live together. All we have is time. <laughs> Sounds like so. Well, and I want to thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends who also enjoy geek fashion and lifestyle and topics. Uh, and again, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, just go ahead and email us at geekandglitter at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the, uh, on the anchor.fm app. And the Geek and Glitter podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, basically anywhere you download your podcasts. And of course, for the latest on geek fashion and updates, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Geek and Glitter. Or you can just visit www.geekandglitter.com and tune in next time for more Geek and Glitter.